This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone, for this Wednesday, May 25th, 2022. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, two years after Floyd murder, racial trauma permeates the U.S. All on your Marshall broadcast news, Sequoia Ware will be in with the Huntington Metro weather forecast. And the current temperature outside is a partly cloudy 89 degrees. And now on to our top story. A federal judge has sentenced reality TV Josh Duggar to about 12 and one half years in prison for his conviction on one count each of receiving and possessing child pornography. Prosecutors had asked the court to sentence the former, quote, 19 kids and counting, unquote, star on Wednesday to the maximum 20 years. Duggar's lawyers sought a five-year prison term. Duggar was arrested in April 2021 after authorities found child pornography on a computer at a car dealership that he owned. He maintains his innocence and has said he plans to appeal. TLC canceled the show featuring Duggar and his large family in 2015 amid allegations that he molested five girls years earlier, including four of his sisters. The head of the Food and Drug Administration testified about a series of setbacks that led to a months-long delay in inspecting the plant at the center of a nationwide baby formula shortage. FDA Commissioner Robert Califf is facing questions today from House lawmakers probing the formula shortage. Califf faced fury from members of Congress over the slow response, which has rattled parents and snowballed into a major political controversy. Califf called the response, quote, too slow, unquote, and, quote, not optimal, unquote. Lawmakers will also hear from an executive from Abbott Nutrition, whose factory has been shuttered due to contamination. The governor of Texas says the gunman who killed 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school had warned in online messages minutes before the attack that he was going to shoot up a school. Governor Greg Abbott says the shooter, 18-year-old Salvador Ramos, used an AR-15 in the attack Tuesday at Robb Elementary School in Uvalda. About 30 minutes before the shooting, Ramos made three social media posts. According to the governor, Ramos posted that he was going to shoot his grandmother, then that he had shot the woman, and finally that he was going to shoot an elementary school. Abbott says Ramos had no known criminal or mental health history. Quote, evil swept across Uvalda yesterday, unquote, uh, Abbott said. A senior Turkish official says Turkey will not agree to Sweden and Finland joining NATO without, quote, concrete steps in a certain time frame, unquote. To address Ankara's concerns, Abraham Kaleen, President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's spokesman, spoke after some five hours of talks today between Turkish, Swedish, and Finnish officials in an effort to overcome Turkey's strong objections to the Nordic nation's bids to join NATO. Quote, we have made it very clear that if Turkey's security concerns are not met with concrete steps in certain timetable, the process will not progress, unquote, he said. Turkey cites grievances with Sweden's and, to a lesser extent, Finland's perceived supportive groups it used as terrorists. Today marks the second anniversary of the police killing of George Floyd in Minneapolis. 
which sparked a global protest movement and calls for a racial reckoning to address structural racism that has created long-standing inequities impacting generations of black Americans. But Floyd's slaying, along with a series of killings of other black Americans, also wrought a heavy emotional and mental health toll on black communities that have been burdened and traumatized by centuries of oppressive systems and racist practices. Mental health advocates and experts say that racism, the racism that has caused much of the trauma is embedded within the fabric of the nation and can be directly linked to the mental duress experienced today. Coming up, details for competitions at Kentucky State Fair are now online. That and more news from across the Tri-State when News Center 88 returns, right after this. Hey kids, Raimi Tolliver here to show you how to concoct the perfect radio station in your very own dorm room. Alright, you want to start your week out right on Mondays with two tablespoons of blues. Then you'll need about three gallons of alternative to carry you from Monday nights to Thursday morning. Now you need a reinforced bowl to handle a healthy dash of street beat on Thursday, Friday and Saturday night. Alright, now in order to relax at week's end, stir in a cup of jazz on Fridays. For a little extra zest, whip in some gospel, oldies and the rock on the weekends. Now if that isn't enough for you, sprinkle award-winning news and sports as you please. WMUL is your perfect proportion dose of radio to keep you slim and trim throughout the year. WMUL has not been certified healthy by the Food and Drug Administration, but who cares? It's good radio. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. A published report says West Virginia lawmakers aim to form a work group to help address overcrowding in the state's regional jail system. The Associated Press reports Regional Jail and Correctional Facility Authority Committee co-chair David Kelly made the announcement during a legislative interim committee meeting Sunday in Morgantown. Kelly said he hoped a work group could convene by September. According to state data, yesterday there were 5,320 people incarcerated in 10 regional jails that are equipped to hold 4,265. For the state of West Virginia and two remaining pharmaceutical manufacturers have reached a tentative $161.5 million, $161 million settlement. Attorney General Patrick Morrissey announced the development as closing arguments were set to begin in a seven-week trial. The state sued Tifa Pharmaceuticals, Aviz Allergen, and their family of companies. The judge agreed to put the trial on hold as the parties work out the full deal. West Virginia had reached a $99 million settlement with Johnson & Johnson's subsidiary, Janssen Pharmaceuticals, last month. Before the trial started, the state announced a $26 million settlement with defendant Indo Health Solutions. Ohio Republican lawmakers have fast-tracked a fall ballot measure that would expressly prohibit non-citizens from voting in local elections. The proposed constitutional amendment emerged just last week and cleared the Ohio House 68 to 28 today over Democrats' objections. It moves next to the Senate, where another three-fifths majority will be needed. 
The issue stands to ignite GOP voters ahead of this year's high-stakes midterm elections when Republicans are hoping dissatisfaction with Democrats will boost their success at the State House and in Congress. Democrats criticized the proposal as taxation without representation and an infringement on home rule. Its backers say it's preventative. The premium book is now online with details about competitions at the Kentucky State Fair. The book outlines classes, rules, and deadlines for the fair, official say cash prizes, and more than 5,000 blue ribbons are awarded each year at the fair for baking, livestock, art, crafts, and gardening. Departments include culinary, antiques, livestock, homebrew, photography, and textiles, and those are subdivided into a total of 7,000 classes. Entries open June 1st at kystatefair.org slash participate forward slash compete. This year's fair runs August 18th to 28th in Louisville. Coming up next, Beto O'Rourke disrupts news conference on shooting. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi, asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has quickly set in motion a pair of firearms, background check bills in response to the school massacre in Texas. But the Democrat acknowledged today the refusal for years of Congress to pass any legislation aiming to curb a national epidemic of gun violence. The failure of a firearms background check bill after 20 children were shot and killed at Sandy Hook Elementary School almost a decade ago signaled the end of gun violence legislation in Washington. If the new deaths don't convince Congress to act, Schumer said on the Senate floor, quote, what can we do, unquote. Stocks rose broadly on Wall Street today after minutes from the Federal Reserve's most recent meeting indicate the central bank intends to move, quote, expeditiously, unquote, to raise interest rates back to more neutral levels and its fight to tame inflation. 
The S&P 500 rose 0.9%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 0.6%. And the Nasdaq rose 1.5%. Small company stocks rose far more than the rest of the market, a sign of bullishness on the economy. Retailers had some of the strongest gains after getting beaten down in recent days over concerns that soaring inflation was eating into their profits. A news conference about the shooting at Texas Elementary School broke into shouting today as Democratic gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke blamed Republican Governor Greg Abbott for inaction ahead of the latest in a long string of mass shootings in the state. As the Republican governor was finishing his remarks, O'Rourke approached the stage, pointed to the governor and said, quote, this is on you. You are doing nothing. You are offering us nothing, unquote. O'Rourke told about Abbott as a police officer held out his arm as if to stop the candidate from storming the stage. Some on the stage yelled back at O'Rourke. Officers escorted him out. Police believe an overnight fire in Wyoming that damaged a building being renovated to house a new abortion clinic was deliberately set. Authorities are trying to determine the identity of a possible suspect seen running away from the building before dawn today. Police say the person was carrying what appeared to be a gas can and a black back. The blaze damaged the inside of the building under renovation to house the clinic in Casper, the second biggest city in a state where opposition to abortion is widespread. The clinic was set to open in June as only the second place in the state to offer abortions. Coming up next... Inflation to last until 2023. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit PestWorld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back into the Soul Ballroom at the Convention Center in Riviera Maya, Mexico. WMUL welcomes you to the mountain town of Blacksburg, Virginia. We are high here at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. It's the 2005 Kraft Mac Women's Basketball Tournament. Welcome back to Firestone Stadium in Akron, Ohio. The 2005. Right in the first inning, no score here at Appalachian Power Park. Marshall. WMUL FM. Huntington. But mom, don't but mom me. You heard what the doctor said. 
I'm fine. I just got my bell rung. It's not like I blacked out. You've had headaches, dizzy spells, and you're just not yourself. That's not feeling fine. Come on, I can't miss the game. It's still serious, even if you didn't black out. It's better to miss one game than the whole season. All concussions are serious. Know the warning signs and never let your child return to play before a healthcare professional says it's okay. A message from CDC. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm David Atkins. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. The State Department says neither Israel nor the Palestinian Authority has formally requested U.S. assistance in the investigation of the killing of a Palestinian-American reporter in the occupied West Bank. An AP reconstruction lent support to eyewitnesses who say Shireen Abu Akal was shot by Israeli forces. Israel says she was killed during a shootout with Palestinian militants who may have fired the fatal shot. Israel and the PA each have potentially crucial evidence. The involvement of a third party could help overcome the severe distrust between them. But by today, two weeks after her death, there was no sign either was willing to cede control over its own investigation. Gambia's government is setting up a special prosecutor's office to investigate for severe human rights violations and potentially charge former dictator Yawa Jama, who fled into exile in 2017 after 22 years in power. Today's government announcement came in response to recommendations from a Truth, Reconciliation, and Reparations Commission that Jama face prosecution for murder, torture, and sexual violence while he ruled from 1994 to 2017. The commission's report presented to President Adama Barrow and made public in December was based on years of witness testimonies. Gambia's Justice Minister Dada Ajalo said today, today's move is an important milestone, a quote, important milestone, unquote, in the country's transitional justice process. The Biden administration is siding against the airline industry in a case that involves whether California-based flight crews should get the rest breaks that are required under state law. The airlines say they should not, that only the federal government can regulate the airline industry. Today, the Biden administration asked the U.S. Supreme Court to let the California law stand or send the matter back to lower courts for more consideration. A federal appeals court in San Francisco ruled in 2021 that California was within its rights to apply a law on employee rest and meal breaks to the airline industry. Airlines say that would lead to reduced flights and higher fares. Federal Reserve officials agreed when they met earlier this month that they might have to raise interest rates to levels that would weaken the economy as part of their drive to curb inflation, which has reached a four-decade high. At the same time, many of the policymakers also agreed that after a rapid series of rate increases in the coming months, they could, quote, assess the effects, unquote, of their rate hikes and depending on the economy's health, adjust their policies. According to minutes from the Fed's May 3rd through May 4th meeting, most of the officials agreed that half-point increases to the Fed's benchmark short-term rate, quote, would likely be appropriate, unquote, at the central bank's next two meetings in June and July. The Congressional Budget Office says that high inflation will persist into next year. This will likely cause the federal government to pay higher interest rates on its debt. 
The nonpartisan agency expects that the consumer price index will rise 6.1% this year and 3.1% in 2023. This forecast suggests that inflation will slow from current annual levels of 8.3%, yet it would still be dramatically above a long-term baseline of 2.3%. The 10-year estimates do contain positive news, as this year's annual budget deficit will be $118 billion lower than forecast last year. That's a byproduct of the end of the pandemic-related spending and the solid job growth it helped to spur. And coming up, Russia says it will pay foreign debt in rubles after U.S. ban. We'll have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast and updates on the Russian-Ukraine war. Stay with us. You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. It played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. Huh? We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. All that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working. 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit GYTnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. Merlin, I need your help. The armies of darkness are at Camelot's gates, but Excalibur is destroyed. Fear not, Arthur, for I have in my hands a weapon far more powerful than the world has ever seen. The pure, sweet song of its blade leaving the sheath is able to pierce the air itself. This sword doesn't have a name. It is WMUL, the cutting edge. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Sequoia Ware, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. It's a partly cloudy 89 degrees outside of the WMUL studios today. It'll be a mostly cloudy and breezy Wednesday night with lows going into the 60s. We'll likely experience a thunderstorm this evening followed by a late shower, so use some caution if you plan on going out tonight. Looking toward the rest of the week, we see rain again and tomorrow with highs reaching around 80 degrees and lows around 60 degrees and on and off showers and thunderstorms tomorrow night and going into Friday morning. There has not been an official flood warning, but the early forecast says to be cautious of flooding. If we're lucky, the sunshine may peek out from behind the clouds, but it's looking like it's going to be a pretty humid and gloomy Memorial Weekend, guys. Today in weather history, thunderstorms were doing damage to cities across the country. In 1989, thunderstorms that were developing ahead of a strong cold front produced severe weather from Oklahoma to Ohio through the day and night. Thunderstorms spawned nine tornadoes, and there were 155 reports of large hail and damaging winds. Hail three and a half inches in diameter was reported at Dittmer, Montana, and thunderstorm winds gusting to 90 miles per hour caused $20 million damage at Rockville, Indiana. Thank you, Weather for You, for that historical information and AccuWeather.com for our forecast reports. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a partly cloudy 89 degrees. 
That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for News Center 88. I'm Sequoia Ware. Thanks, Sequoia. Now on to Russia and Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin is trying to strengthen his control of southern Ukraine by giving residents of two regions a fast path to Russian citizenship. Meanwhile, lawmakers in Moscow passed a bill to bolster Russia's army, which is fighting an intense battle for Ukraine's east. Putin visited Moscow Military Hospital today and met with some soldiers wounded in Ukraine. Three months into the war, Russian rockets pounded towns in the industrial Donbass region. Ukraine's foreign minister said the situation there was, quote, extremely bad, unquote. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky reiterated that he'd be willing to negotiate with Putin directly, but said Moscow needs to retreat to the positions it held before the February 24th invasion. Charles, Prince of Wales, traveled to Romania's capital today to visit refugees, mostly women and children, that have found safety in the Eastern European country after fleeing Russia's war in Ukraine. The prince visited Romexpo, donation center of Ukrainian refugees in Bucharest, along with Margareta, custodian of the Romanian crown. There they visited with some of the nearly one million Ukrainians that have fled to Romania since the war began in February and observed the relief effort being mounted there by the government and volunteers. During his visit, Charles received a gift from some of the Ukrainian children present at the center, wooden spoons painted in traditional Ukrainian patterns. Russia says it will pay dollar-dominated foreign debt in rubles, a move that is likely to be seen by foreign investors as a default. The U.S. Treasury Department allowed a license to expire today that permitted Russia to keep paying its debt holders through American banks. The Russian Finance Ministry said it will pay in rubles and offer, quote, the opportunity for subsequent conversion into the original currency, unquote. The ministry didn't give a time frame for that to happen. Russia has not defaulted on its international debt since the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution, when the Russian Empire collapsed and the Soviet Union was created. And coming up next, a new brewing program at the University of Eastern Washington. Stay tuned to find out more. You've supported her through every accomplishment in her life. Cross, Paul, I tied my shoes. While your ultimate goal is to teach her to stand on her own. Let go, let go. I can do it. There are things she just can't do without your support. There were drugs and alcohol at the party. Talk with the teens in your life. And if they're in substance abuse treatment and recovery, support them. Help them turn the hardest thing they've ever done into their greatest accomplishment. For information and treatment referral, call 1-800-662-HELP. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. And finally today on News Center 88, it's one thing to study beer as you sip one out of a bottle or glass. It's another thing to study one in a classroom or lab. 
Eastern Washington University and Lee, Brewhouse of Spokane, are setting up the school's first professional certificate program for the craft beer industry. The 15-credit program begins in the fall. Lee Brewhouse, owners John and Cindy Bryant, donated $10,000 to help launch the program. If this ring could talk, it would have quite the story to tell. After a series of adventures, a gold signet ring that is more than 3,000 years old has made its way back to Greece. The ring was stolen from the Aegean Sea Island during during World War II. After being pilfered, it crossed the Atlantic, where it was brought by a bought by a Nobel Prize-winning Hungarian scientist and ended up in a Swedish museum before being transferred back to Greece. It's the latest in a series of coups by Greek authorities seeking the return of works of art plundered from the antiques rich country. Boz Lorman's Elvis brought hip-shaking swagger to the Cannes Film Festival today, debuting a grand and glitzy portrait of the Memphis rock and roll legend on the French Riviera. Lorman's film, the largest and flashiest Hollywood film making its world premiere in Cannes, brought Tom Hanks and Austin Butler, who plays Presley, to Cannes' framed red carpet. At a festival seeking to shrug off two years of pandemic, expectations were high that Lorman, who also premiered The Great Gatsby at Cannes, would bring Cannes' most extravagant party. Warner Brothers will release Elvis in theaters on June 24th. And that does it for this summer edition of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the tri state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For David Atkins, Michaela Wheeler, Sequoia Ware, Sane Bulls, and the entire News Center 88 team, I'm David Atkins, and your thought of the day is you're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting, so get on your way. Dr. Seuss.